Welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast, where we mix business, law of attraction, spirituality, and well-being with great guests and phenomenal stories. You'll hear hints, tips, and up-to-the-minute information on digital communication from an expert in her field. Pearl has some wonderful individuals in her networks, and she will be interviewing them all at some point in the future. Enjoy your listening. Hello and welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast. And today I'm speaking to a wonderful, wonderful, special lady that I've known a short time, but she's got a very, very special place in my heart. And I'm sure we've met in previous lives and we will go on and I think we're going to be connected forever. This lady is so, so special. Now, I'd like to introduce you to Elle Welch, who's a homeopath, a well-being advisor, and just an all-round absolutely fantastic, phenomenal lady who I am so grateful to have in my life. Welcome, Elle. Hello. Thank you. (laughs) I'm speechless. Doesn't happen often. (laughs) (laughs) I am. Thank you. It's brilliant. I have been so looking forward to doing this interview and I know the listeners will be learning so much and I'm going to say this, I say this every time, but you will need reams and reams of paper. Make sure you've got plenty of ink in that pen because what Elm shares with us is such nuggets of information. Just make sure you've written it all down and this lady is going to be in demand. So make sure when we share all the details, you reach out as quickly as you can and make sure you're at the front of the queue to work with this lady because she's going to be very, very popular. She's just wonderful. You're right. too cute. You're too lovely. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just my nature. And I just find when I'm doing the interviews, it just comes out and the listeners tend to know Again, I could already feel the energy on this interview. I've got goosebumps coming up my arms and it's going to be very, very special. So I I will, without further ado, I will ask you the first question. Can you describe, can you describe your career path to date, please, Elle? Crikey. Um, Yes. At 16 years old, I set up my own business. Um, I've always been uh, self-employed, except for once. And um, uh, so I set up my own business when I was 16, uh, doing home delivery videos. And um, as as the home delivery videos, it was like Netflix of the 90s. (laughs) Um, And it was great because I didn't drive at the time. So I had to get my dad driving me around and doing all these home delivery videos. And it took off. And then DVDs. There's a thing called DVDs that we don't use anymore, but they became a thing and they started, you know, destroying the video business because DVDs were so expensive. So I had to look for something else. So I moved to Australia. That was, that was the thing to do at the time. I I was about 18, 18, 19. I, I went to Australia had some time out there that was that was great um my auntie is a 
tarot reader, a medium. So I spent a lot of time with her in her, and, and she has, you know, a well-being or she had a well-being centre within her home. Um, and uh, she does aura soma as well. So we did lots of aura work and lots of spiritual work over that sort of 18 through to 21, um, where I spent time between Australia and England. So I kind of followed the sun. Um, wherever the sun was, I went. And I just kind of, yeah, did anything that I possibly could that was spiritual but able to earn some money from it so my business was carrying on in the UK I had people working for me at that time so I was earning money through that um and yeah I was just kind of earning yeah I had just had a great time really through that time and then um I moved to Australia with my husband and I ran restaurants in Karratha in northwest Australia so we lived right in right in well it's now a city um but at the time it wasn't a city there were I think 10,000 people 9,000 men 1,000 women and it was mostly minors um and so I actually walked into a restaurant one day and I said to the guy I was like oh can I have a job and he said no we are really, really quiet. He said, I've got no room to employ anybody. I said, right, okay, I'm going to turn your restaurant around. Give me a week. I'm going to completely fill this place up. And he looked at me and he went, don't be stupid. You know, nobody comes into Perlers. And I went, yes, they will. They'll all come. And within the week, I had all the miners. I, I went and spoke to the, the different mines and I sort of said, you've got to come down to Perlers. We're going to have drinks all night. We're going to be doing this. I'm going to be doing cocktails and shooters and all this sort of thing. And we were jam-packed, absolutely jam-packed. Turned that restaurant around in, that, in, in such a short space of time. Um, it was great because we were drinking sh- shots and shooters, you know, doing all of those things till goodness knows what time in the morning. Um, most nights and then we'd go to bed at about 6am and then we'd be up for work again at 10am the next day so it was <laughs> it was fast-paced <laughs> fast-paced life um, and that was the only time I worked for somebody really um, then I came back to the UK opened a surf shop with my husband um, so we ended up with three little surf shops and I started studying homeopathy at the same time as that um rewind a couple of years we were in Australia and we did our Reiki one together because my husband thought I was a bit of a fruit loop um and he thought I was a bit batty and crazy and I was like wow do you know what if you're going to walk this path with me then really you need to feel the energy so I'd always done spiritual healing at that point so we went and got attuned to Reiki and that was it changed his life completely completely and utterly so for our honeymoon we did Reiki 2 together um and then we opened the surf shop had four babies I studied for homeopathy my homeopathy license um which was four years at college and then did Reiki 3 masters after that and in the meantime did nutrition gut health um and just yeah here I am. Oh, open serendipity um, in 2018, I believe. Um, but serendipity has always been part of me. 
it's just evolved into a well-being, a physical well-being hub in Honiton now, where I think we've got about nine practitioners working out of it currently. We've had a few sort of changes over the last couple of weeks due to the scenario of COVID. Um, but yeah, so we've got everything from astrology, tarot, psychics, mediums, hypnotherapists, reflexologists, Bowen, laser, cold laser treatment, reflexology, massage, homeopathy, um, crystals, workshops coming out your ears, you name it. And I've, I've run retreats as well. So there. Yeah. <laughs> you are inspirational. You really, really are. It's just fantastic to hear your story and what you've done. I mean, yes, I, I've never really worked for anyone but myself. I don't think I could work for someone else. It's just automatic to be your own boss, to be that person that can actually get out there and make it happen. And yeah. You, and you know if you don't do it, it's down to you. It's not down to anyone else. But that sense of achievement. Absolutely. Well, we actually went bankrupt in 2011. There was the credit crunch and we lost our shops. And um, I was really well organised because I knew the bankruptcy was coming because, you know, there was the credit crunch and everything, like retail, just disappeared completely. And and I was really, really, really well organised. And I was really excited to go bankrupt, which when I went into the official receiver and I was like, this is, this is a great day because I gave her all the boxes from the sort of eight years of having the shops. I gave her all the boxes in date order. Everything had a mark. If there were any sort of things that she could possibly have been unsure about, everything was marked. And she said, why are you, why are you being you know so excited about going bankrupt most people are terrified that it's the worst decision they've ever made I said well the thing is it's kind of I I work with the universe I'm a child of the universe and if this is what I'm being brought to then clearly this is part of my journey and good things are going to happen afterwards it's just I have to allow this door to close for the next door to open and she looked at me as if I was speaking the biggest amount of gobbledygook ever. But that day, life got, you know, that, that, all the stress that was there from the, from what was going on at the time yeah. disappeared. Yeah. It, it went, you know, the very next day, my husband picked up a lawnmower and went out and cut lawns. And um, I printed off a load of things saying, Dave will do it stuck them through you know I'd go leaflet dropping for hours and hours and hours a day and how many years later are we now we're nine ten years later and I think no nine years later and Dave could have work for the next 10 years he's yeah. got so many client things now so it's it's always allowing yourself to work with that with that flow and and not fight it sometimes because when you fight it 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 can proved to be difficult so yeah I've I've always just gone with that flow of of yeah if it's supposed to happen it will and even if it's not a great thing sometimes there's a great thing around the corner yeah and that is one for I'm getting goosebumps just whilst you're sharing this because it's it's I mean my my businesses grow and I change and I always think of myself almost like Madonna where she reinvents herself regularly 
because I'm of an age where I think, yes, Madonna comes in one end and then just decides she's going to do something completely different. And my businesses yes. have morphed because that's what's needed. And, and it's not ashamed about or embarrassed about because as people I'm not the same as I was at 16 yeah. I shouldn't expect to be you know I'm I'm turning 40 um in six months time I shouldn't be the same as I'm 16 I've grown I've evolved I've developed therefore what served me at 16 isn't going to serve me at 40 and I think people forget that that there there should be movement and um, flexibility within how we develop and change, and it uh, and the, uh, you know the world apparently apparently spins. So if the world is spinning and constantly changing, and seasons are changing, makes sense. Yeah, and I think they're the people that do well if you're prepared to go with the change and not stay in a specific area and not be rigid it it just you you're going to move forward and you're always going to find that you'll be on the right side and with doing the spiritual work and working with the universe you know that it's always going to come the way it's supposed to Anyway. It is, and it's listening to the guides. You know, it's listening to your messages. It's listening to. Um, I've there are there are so many times that I have had a very clear message, and I have ignored it, and things have happened, and I can track back to messages that I've got and gone. If only I had followed you know, I was warned about this or there there were signals that I should have done this and I didn't. And, you know, obviously even within destiny, fate, you know, our, our path, that also is subject to change as well. You know, if you have a reading with a tarot card reader, for example, you know, you have, you have your, your, your spread out there and they can give guidance because they can see, you know, what things may unfurl. But if you take a different you make a different choice at some point then that that may not happen it's just yeah. that that is open to you at that time um so i think yeah there, there's been a, a a lot of really learning to listen to what i'm being given yeah. and working with that and and actually understanding that you know it's not always like a voice in your ear going you've got to do this you've got to do it's learning to listen to that intuition that gut and and the messages that you that you see and that you feel yeah yeah totally totally agree and to the listeners i told you i told you it's going to be a fantastic show the amount of information that elves already sharing i've got goosebumps on goosebumps it's absolutely <laughs> wonderful and um, we match your your dress matches my my wall how amazing is that you know synchronicity right there definitely and i am wearing the pendant that i bought from you now because this is um audio i will describe it i've got a lavender aura heart pendant that i bought from l and it is absolutely beautiful and when we look at it it's almost clear, but when I put it against my skin, it changes colour. And why is that? Is that because of the aura part of it? How how is that? I crystals. I think I think everyone sees crystals differently as well because obviously they're energetic. 
So everybody feels en- uh, energy differently. Everyone, so um, along with homeopathy, it's all energetic. So it's, I think it's changing to work with your vibrations, if that makes sense. It would look completely different with me. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And again, to the listeners, we will be sharing all the links. I know I've just put in quite a large order with Elle and I've got, I can't wait. <laughs> I, I see the postman going past. I'm thinking, is that my parcel's coming? Because, <laughs> oh, the stuff that Serendipity sells, the crystals are fantastic. The quality is the best I've seen. It's absolutely I'm very gorgeous. excited. I actually had a little bit of a um, a conversation with my wholesaler last night. And, you know, this is how incredible they are. They're an ethical wholesaler. They go out and they they only select from certain places to buy from, et cetera, et cetera, which is why I can't access some crystals that other people can access because I, I just won't buy unethical goods. And, um, and uh, so some things arrived yesterday and there was four or five things which is unheard of for my wholesaler that were just not cool I just wasn't very happy with them because they were very expensive items and I emailed and at eight o'clock last night um or between seven and eight I was non-stop emailed to and fro because he couldn't rest knowing that I was unhappy he like they were he was that keen to make sure that I was you know happy and that everything was as it should be and they're just great to work with so the whole ethos and therefore the energy of the crystals is even better yeah if that makes and this is this is the things I'm learning from working with you Elle the difference because yes I I've got my crystal bible that I look at and I read up and I've got Judy yes and the other thing i've got now i will share now the listeners can't see this but i am sharing one of my tarot thing my my uh, which is crystal angels and this is one of the first things that got me into crystals because i would do the reading and every crystal and angel that came through i would make sure i'd have to go out and purchase the crystal so i would carry it with <laughs> every day. so i have loads of crystals everywhere <laughs> Oh, I love this. This is wonderful. This is nice, isn't it? Oh, it is. This is this is why I was so excited to do this interview because there's so much. And all right, the listener can't see everything I'm sharing. In front of my desk, I have crystals, mm. and I bring them from the bedroom to my office because they they sit there to work with everything I'm doing I have crystals all up on my shelves as well and it's, wow. it's, it's, it's just choosing the right ones and everything and I'm still learning from you yeah and I'm you know I'm learning I'm not a crystal healer um I've just always worked with crystals intuitively and um and I think that's a really good way of working with it you know they've all got meanings and they've all got different things but it's about how that energy connects and how that crystal makes you feel and how you work with it on that day and so when I've done Reiki treatments um for over the last sort of 10 years I've always used crystals but I always use them very intuitively within the treatments. And I almost think it's personally, the more I learn about crystals, 
the more sometimes I find it difficult to then use them in a different situation because I get um, the words in my head of, well, this crystal is for clarity and focus. So why am I using it for joy? Or, or, you know, I used to carry this crystal around for me to bring me like happiness or just because a crystal says it brings abundance. Does it bring abundance? You know, what, what crystal connects to you? Um, that, that brings you those things. And, and I think that that's where, you know, know it, oh, it, it's for me, it's working with that energy. So yesterday I carried with me, um, serpentine and carnelian. And I have no idea why I've got like this great big thing of tumble stones. I love tumble stones. And I just went in and I picked up serpentine and carnelian and I carried them around with me all day. And I felt like I had friends with me. I don't know why I needed them yesterday, but I needed them. I didn't need to look up the reasoning behind it. I just knew yesterday I just felt like I needed a little bit of, you know, strength and a little bit of support. And those guys were the ones that were helping me with that. Yeah. So yeah, it's for me. It's definitely about using your natural intuition sometimes, and not always listening to what you're being told. Which crystal healers probably won't like me saying, but uh, it's important to have the basics as well. It's really important to have the basics, and it's really important to have a good understanding. And don't get me wrong, I am going to do a crystal healing course. Um, but also I feel it's really important not to lose sight of our own connection with the energy. Yeah. Yes. 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 And I've, I've taken you off tangent slightly, but it's, it's so wonderful. And the information that the listeners are getting from this, it's just wonderful. I I told you, I told the listeners that they need lots of pen and loads of paper (laughs) because we're going to learn so much. (laughs) Now, to move on, can you name three things that made you choose your current career and why? Yes. Um, It's really easy. Uh, I grew up with my mum never having taken me to a doctor until I was 14 years old. Um, Very natural um, upbringing. I actually grew up in a boys' boarding school. Um, we had, um, they were known as schools for naughty boys. So people probably have, you know, heard about the schools for naughty boys. Now they're obviously not called that, but I grew up in a, in a great big stately home, um, which was a a school for naughty boys. So I was a little girl in amongst hundreds of boys, um, which was great fun. And I used to get chased by ghosts and those sorts of things. So that was also fun. So I was raised naturally um, and not really in amongst the real world per se. So I went to a normal secondary school and, you know, you go through careers and they're going, oh, what do you want to do when you grow up? What do you want to do? And I was like, I want to be a doctor. They were like, ah, so you're going to have to go to med school, blah, blah, blah. Like med school? Um, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. That's not how you become a doctor. And they were like, okay, yeah, what well you do? And I was like, no, 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 I want to be a homeopathic doctor. And we're like, that's not a doctor. Oh, okay. So I, I just always knew that I wanted to work with homeopathy. It was just, it sorted my whole world out. It was the magic box would open and we'd get a remedy and we'd get, get better. So it, 
it was always that I always knew that um, my dream from probably about I was probably been for over 20 years now was to have a well-being center um, where people could access well-being affordably um, so I grew up in a stately home but we lost everything so um, family politics, all the rest of it, we were made homeless, basically. Um, and therein took a lot of struggle. But my mum never stopped paying for and accessing and valuing our health. So as we grew up, or as we sort of, you know, continued to grow, she was able to continue doing that. So I always dreamt of having a well-being centre where we could have a bit of a sliding scale perhaps on if people can afford to pay, then they can pay. If people can't afford to pay, then if they still want to value their health and value their, their world and their well-being, then there still has to be an exchange of energy for that value to happen. But I, I wanted to create something where it wasn't exclusive and um you know i know i know homeopaths who charge like 160 pounds a consultation and there is a big big thing with homeopaths having to charge x amount and it becomes exclusive and for me i don't want to be part of it being exclusive i would love to be part of it being accessible yeah. and 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 you know, why should we create a divide on natural well-being and learning about how to start taking care of our own bodies and not being dependent on someone else taking care of us, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, they, they were, uh, so that was the well-being centre. And, yeah, so, I've, yeah, that's not three things. Sorry. <laughs> no, but that's fine because it... The, the listener can't see. I'm transfixed to this screen, listening to what Elle's sharing. There is so much. Um, I grew up with my mother having type 1 diabetes and she she would go in need of food. I mean, we were taught it was hypo, but for us as kids, it was always she went in need of food and we were taught to give her glucose injections from a very young age, I think from about six right. onwards. And we got to know the signs. Yet often my mum would look for other ways to heal because she got psoriasis. She she was so stressed. And often the medication that the doctors gave her gave her so many side effects. She needed more medication yeah. to counteract Definitely. the side effects. Yeah. And it's, when I listen to you, and it just makes perfect sense, and if we look just at the current situation of lockdown and the way the globe has been, we're reverting back and learning, like they're saying, the earth has healed herself because we were out the way and haven't been fiddling all the time and trying to change things. Yeah. 
Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's so true. My daughter's um, theory on on COVID is is as she's seventeen um, is that it is all orchestrated so that the governments don't have to um, create as big uh, 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 where they shut down all the um, factories uh, emissions. She thinks it's all been done to just stop the world emissions and that like all the leaders are in it together and we're just stopping all the emissions for a while and then they can carry on again. Um, but, you know, she's 17, been on all the climate strikes, met Greta, you know, the whole shebang. So that's that's her sort of take on it is, is it's all to do with emissions and slowing down. I love it because it, we're letting the earth heal. So, yeah. 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 I, I must admit, I, I like me in lockdown and it's a lot of it. I don't think I'm going to change. I like the pattern of life I've got into and I'm quite happy to do exactly the same thing going forward. Because with, yeah. I mean, with the diabetes in the family and everything, I don't want to go out and start mixing with everyone yet because to me, if there's no cure, I don't want to be mixing until I know there's a cure and it's safe for me to go out, which is maybe a selfish way to look at it. But it's, yeah. I, I, I don't want to go out there and mix with loads of people. <laughs> but it's not necessarily selfish. I think, you know, actually change that word into self-care. Yeah. It's not, It's not. you know, I actually, you're just looking after yourself for your own beliefs and you're being true to what you're, you're following your, your heart. So I think it's the most perfect reason. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes, I will go oh, with that. I got good yes yes right i am now going to move on to the next question i am getting so much information for you i'm loving loving this interview and i'm going to ask now if uh, so the listeners can hear because we're learning so much from you Al, would you be a regular guest on the podcast so that we can connect with you on a regular basis Absolutely. brilliant Brilliant. Happily. More than happy. More than happy. I love a natter. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And you've heard that, listeners. And I say it every time make sure you subscribe to the podcast because then every new episode that is uploaded, you will know and you will get it straight away. So make sure because this lady knows her stuff inside and out and is just fantastic. Marvellous. <laughs> <laughs> right now then can you share the, what key values does your business offer you offer me or offer my clients both however you see that question how do you feel drawn to answer it okay so I kind of just touch base a little bit with that, with wanting to get natural treatment accessible to people um, from all walks of life. So the big, the big plan is to have a well-being sanctuary um, somewhere warmer. Um, so it needs to be somewhere warmer. Um, I have a genetic condition and um, 
I'm I'm my my grandmother was already bedridden by my age um so I'm doing really well and I have so much gratitude for the lifestyle that I have because it keeps me you know it keeps me going I'm working really hard with a personal trainer keeping my muscles strong and my remedies and my food and my red wine um I mentioned the red wine because the red wine actually is is for me it's an antioxidant um and I drink a nice organic one so that's just my cheeky one. Um, but yeah, so I'm looking at the, so this it's, it's twofold, isn't it really? So it's facilitating my future in a healthy way so that I can exist and live and, um, continue to have a good quality of, uh, life and longevity. So, there's that so I need to move to warmer climes there's no there's no two way about it if I'm somewhere dry and warm I have no pain so I I don't take um pharmaceuticals very often um so that's that has to happen and within that that's where serendipity comes into it because what I'm able to hopefully create is this the, the space that we've got in, in Honiton, in Devon, is where we've got lots and lots and lots of practitioners and therapists. And the idea was, is as Pearl knows, I'm really not very tech. I'm, I'm not tech-based at all. I have no idea about an awful lot of things, and I'm going to learn. My Wi-Fi is terrible, so that doesn't help. So with, with then Serenity Radio, have then linked up with all these other fabulous people. So it then it forwards the serendipity dream even further of creating this holistic well-being space in a beautiful warm climate where people will be able to come from all over the world and they'll be able to have healing or, you know, Pearl can do a, a you know, week-long um, Pearls of Wisdom retreat, you know, where people can come in and out and they can learn business and they can learn about funnels. Were we talking about funnels the other day? We were. <laughs> um, yeah. So you could do a whole thing. You could do it on a one-to-one. There's going to be lots of different options where if people just needed to come out and have peace and space for a week, then there would be options for peace of space. People needed to come out for a week of nutrition or three days of nutrition or tarot or psychic or something. It's going to be about creating some, some buzzy hub, but somewhere warm and beautiful. Oh, that just sounds fantastic. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And I think most of the listeners will be saying yes when is it put us on the list we want to be there and do that because that just that sounds like heaven on earth (laughs) the aim would be hopefully to to be to be I'm, i'm going out hunting hopefully well we i was supposed to be out hunting now but hopefully be going out um property hunting in sort of january time um and then hopefully next summer we'll be able to to launch some gorgeous 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 um ideas and breaks and and again like the idea behind it is to make it affordable where it's it's that energy exchange so it's not people aren't going to be charging ridiculous money you know that's going to be part of it it has to be the the Anyway, you kind of get the idea. But yeah, so the value, 
I've forgotten the question, but it's all about well-being. It's all about giving people the opportunity to be the best them that they can be, to give them keys and pathways to get there. So at the moment, you know, with serendipity being the hub that it is, people will message me and then I will direct them to who it is that they're best suited to, who they should see, who they should speak to, what they should look at. Um, Because then if I'm then boosting, and I say women, because I've only got women working with me at the moment, if I can then boost these women by their business and their practices building, then they're boosting their clients and it just goes on and we are just raising vibrations and empowering each and every person along that line to be closer to the better version of them that they can be. And that's, that's what it's all about. It's all about enabling, empowering and giving people access. Oh, this, there you are. this is absolutely <laughs> wonderful. And um, the listeners that that resonates on so many different levels. I've got goosebumps on goosebumps and I just feel like I've got someone's just reached out and hugged me where you've shared that vision. That is it. So the way you describe it, it I'm already there. It, it's just yeah. wonderful. It's wonderful. <laughs> And we've not talked about that before. So, you know, there, I've just landed that on you. But I think, you know, uh, it'll be two years ago, we actually went out to Sardinia and had a look. And um, I fell in love with a beautiful 300 hectare property that's in the middle of nowhere that people can really go and get lost. And I say people can go and get lost. People can go and find themselves. People can, can fall in love with themselves and start that journey or continue that journey. Um, so yes, it's that wasn't quite right. That was not quite the right place. The right place will will pop up. I know. I know my guides will take me there at some point. I just have to trust when and where. Yeah. Oh, this is this is wonderful, wonderful. And anyway, anything I can do to help you to get there, I will do. See, and the listeners have heard that as well. So that's proof. I will help you in any way. I can. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Pearl. Now, if I move on, this 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 question I throw in just to see um the other half, as it were. So what keeps you awake at night, if anything? Um nothing really anymore. Um that's really difficult because because honestly at the moment nothing um over the years it's mostly been about I've got a type 1 diabetic uh child so over the years it's actually been his numbers testing him at night is he alive you know checking him making sure because puberty and him just haven't got on um well they have he's grown up to like six foot one something now but they haven't gotten in the in the terms of you know many many nights that my guides my husband's guides we're very aware when we get woken up uh, and we get woken up and it's like go test phoenix um yeah. money used to keep me awake at night um and worrying about money uh, i used to have a really bad relationship with it 
and it came from losing everything when I when we were when I was a child I think um and money always being the focus of of life from when I was very little um and I think money used to really keep me awake at night and I used to be I used to have a very 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 negative and relationship with it and obviously with your uh, mantras and law of attraction and affirmations it this will resonate with you so I used to very much worry about money I was always always in a pickle about you know where how we were going to pay for things what was going to happen we were going to lose our house we were going to lose this the debts were mounting everything I was drawing it all in I was continuously welcoming all of that. And I had no idea, really, even though I was walking a spiritual path at the time, I, I was still welcoming all of that negative cycle and that relationship with money. Um, and then about a year and a half ago, I decided that that was all going to stop. And actually, I was going to see money as no different from any of my remedies, my homeopathic remedies. And I was actually going to start looking at money as an energetic form. And that actually, all it is, is an energy exchange. And that changed things. Because... It, it completely and utterly made me fall in love with the fact that actually we can have the energy exchange and it's okay. You know, I love money. Money loves me. There's, there's all sorts of different um, affirmations that we can use surrounding it. Um, I am wealthy. I am, and, and to not be ashamed of having that because I've been so poor for so long and yet so rich of you know heart and and family that I also am very aware that to follow the dreams that I have um which will which will benefit I hope thousands of people in the future then I had to change my relationship with money and that was when I I did um and it's all good now. It's all good, you know, and, and, and it feels nice to be in a position where I can thank every sale coming in. I can thank everything. And I know that I am building that future out of gratitude and good energy exchange. Oh, that, that is absolutely wonderful. And I can connect in every single way. There was a time where I would worry if I had nothing to worry about and I would go to sleep and I worry, worry constantly. And when you say about that relationship with money, yes, I can say that I can go in peaks and troughs when I do my contracting work because you get paid daily. Most contractors you do, you get a very good day rate. But it is that peaks and troughs. It's either all or nothing. So you can go, I mean... I've gone 12 months with no income coming in simply because those peaks and troughs and what's happening out there. 
And when I looked at law of attraction, I thought, yes, I'm going to do this. And I think a few people have heard me say, I used to write down that I was going to win, win the Euro millions. And I wrote it down as my affirmation that I was going to win my 169 million, which was the highest one that Euro millions had done. And I think, right, I've done that. I've set my intention and I wake up in the morning and I do it all online. No email. And I'd be thinking, but no, I've done everything I'm supposed to do. I've done everything. I've called it in. But of course, I wasn't doing it properly. And now from COVID, where I've reassessed what I'm doing with my business and what I'm giving out, I am rich in so many ways. And I know from the work I'm doing, the richness of money is just the next step. I yeah. The fact that I've met you, the fact that I've met Michelle, that I've met all these wonderful presenters through Serenity, that that's priceless. And it's all connections. Yeah, it and it is everything mm. you're saying, I'm thinking, yes, I, it resonates with. But so many people, when they talk about law of attraction, they don't understand. And you do the basics. And that's why there's so many people that follow it, because they want this something. But from wanting it, they're coming from a place of lack. So they're never going to receive it. Exactly. So, so uh, the, the word, you know, if we break it down the dictionary, to want is to, 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 to be in lack of it. So when you use it, 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 there's a whole thing about rephrasing how you say things. And, and the word, you know, I want to, um, yeah, win the lottery. That's mean, that's you, that's that. That the meaning of that is, is I have, I have lack of the lottery. I am telling the universe, I have lack of it. And I'm okay with that because of how you're, how you're saying it. So it, it's, it's, it's when, when people say about, you know, if, if people are children of the universe or, you know, how people want to describe themselves when you work with that universal energy, it's, you have to be really precise yes you can't you can't be we we were saying um right at the beginning of us recording our radio shows do you remember the um the first one i did took 15 hours because i didn't get it right then i had to move it home i had to do all this faffing around and i sent you a message i believe and i said i realized i'd said i needed it recorded by monday what i didn't say at any point was how long so I had it recorded by Monday it had just taken me Friday Saturday and Sunday to do it so then I said to you the next show I've told my guides I need to record it in three hours and I we did it in two and a half I think and now I'm down to an hour and a half recording and editing done because that's the time that I have available for doing it and so I've spoken to my guides and I've said, actually, three hours. I've got three hours at the recording studio. But what I need is I need an hour and a half on the um, radio show and I need an hour with half an hour editing on meditations. So I have three hours at the studio, I, I, you know, and, and that's how it works. But I wasn't specific enough in the first place. So now it's then like getting it down to when you're communicating down to the, the smallest thing and the language we use. Yeah. Yeah. And I find with my shows for the radio shows, I literally put bullet points. And I think you've said and a few other people like um, Joe Allison will say, 
regularly when I catch up with her and she say, you're channeling, you're channeling. And I don't know what that is. And I literally, it's like the idea will come straight through my crown chakra. And that's what I deliver yeah. on my shows. And I can do yeah. my shows complete, have them ready within an hour now. It might take me, I, I'll meditate the whole day before. And like this week for next week's show, I did it at half nine on where are we? Tuesday evening, I recorded it at half nine and that was it. And it all just flowed and it all just came together. A hit bang, didn't need to edit anything. And that's where it's got to the stage where I'm so in flow and I'm getting that intuitive piece coming through. But yeah. yeah. And, it, it, and it's having that relationship with, with you guys, with, with trust and with the, with the universe that, that helps with that. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes. Right, I will move on. I mean, this, this, I'm loving, I'm loving this. Now, we're keeping an eye on the time as well because I know we're, we, we're sharing so much information here. Uh, where and how do you work best? Oh, this, this is, this, this is a, a good one. I work best in what lots of other people would probably call chaos um i've i've come to realize i'm quite uh, an energy ball i didn't i've always known i had lots of energy but i think it's not until this lockdown period that i realized quite how much energy i can throw at things and how many different things i can have on the bubble at one time um you know lockdown happened and my well-being hub, where I'm seeing 16 clients a week for homeopathy and Reiki, um, and I've got the little shop open, um, gone overnight. You know, you can't go to work. You can't, you can't see people. Okay, so, right. So I kind of gave it a week and sat on it, and then I thought, right, the shop is full of stock. Okay, I'm still going to earn what I've got to earn. Otherwise, you know, life doesn't go forwards and we can't pay the bills, etc. So I'm still going to have to earn some money. So went down to the shop, emptied the shop, brought it home, started doing live videos, putting it on Facebook, uh, put together a, a whole load of stuff for homeopathy, put it on Facebook and just completely shifted the business within the space of a week because I had... Uh, because I had to so I know people that are local to me that are in the town that we're in and you know they've approached me and said oh you know how have you been going through lockdown sort of thing it's like brilliant I have been so busy I've done this I've done this I've created this I've started this I've launched this they're like oh um I said well have you been oh, well, you know, since opening again, town's very quiet. I don't think we're going to survive. So to which point I feel incredibly sorry for them. I really do. But it has made me realise I'm just like a, a, a ball of energy that just is in, in stop, unstoppable. That I can't just go, oh, my shop's closed, therefore... I'm not doing anything. It's like, okay, so how do I make it work? What do I do? 
how how do I make this this how do I create the income um and I've had one day off in four months um because I'm addicted to I'm addicted to everything I do. I'm addicted to all the people I communicate with. I'm addicted to working with energy. Um, I, I, you know, today, for example, I've been a homeopath on the phone to two people. I have, um, I've still got loads of crystal orders to pack up, actually. I'm going to be delivering some crystals this evening, hand delivering, because I love hand delivering them to my clients. So I feel like a little fairy when I hand deliver them. I knock on their door and run, and then they open their door and they've got a box of goodies on their door, and it's so exciting. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be doing that. Yeah, I've just been doing... Um, oh, sorry, big dog on the, on the computer. Um, yeah, I've just been doing so many different things and so I work in complete and utter chaos I think but that is wonderful and you achieve so much and I, I know we've we often have these conversations of a weekend because we say what are we doing and I give a great long list when I'm supposed to be resting and recuperating but I love what I do and it, it doesn't yeah. feel like work I just love it and if I've got an idea and I think most people that know me recently, it just comes, the downloads are coming thick and fast. And I'm so excited. I just want to deliver on those downloads and actually stop them actually happening. It is. And it's actual. You know, the thing is, is I try and explain it, but seeing your face and actually I just caught my own. It's so, there is so much joy. There is so much joy in it and excitement. And, you know, I've smiled so much over the last few months I've cried as well over various different things and just emotions you know losing my doggy and other things that have gone on so you know there's been there's been the 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 normal wave of emotions but I've I've yeah I'm so happy at the moment and just addicted completely and utterly to work well not addicted I just love what I do so much yeah and then it doesn't feel like work at all I mean, because I I don't describe what I do as work because it's my passion. It's what I love. So it never feels like work. I can do 12, 14 hour stints on something and not even realise because I'm just loving what I'm doing so much. (laughs) I completely agree. I completely and utterly agree. And my husband will, you know, will be in bed and it'll be like 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning. He's like, what are you doing? Why are you on your phone in bed at this time of morning? I'm just uploading to Etsy because I, I've got to do this at this time of day. Otherwise, it won't happen. And if that doesn't happen, then I can't get, you know, I can't move on. Because yeah. I just, I love it. I love yeah. it. And I'm, you know, when you say, what, what do I worry about? What keeps me awake at night? Nothing, because I go to bed knackered. <laughs> I go to bed knackered and completely fulfilled at the moment, in all honesty, you know? Yes, yes. And this is, this is me. Now, when I do stay awake, it's because I'm excited and I've got so many ideas yeah. and I've learned now. I have my routine and, yes, I'm tired and I go to sleep. But if I'm excited and I can't switch off, I know then not to fight it. I just get up and that's it. And I'll keep like the iPad beside the bed and I'll start dictating all these different ideas so that I yeah. don't forget it and everything. Absolutely. 
Yes, so then that's where I need to apologise to people sometimes because if you get a message that sets your phone off in the middle of the night, it's because I've forgotten that your phones might not be on silent because I'm send- I'm just thinking and sending all these downloads everywhere. I love that. <laughs> Yes, yes. I'm going to move on to another question, but it's all just building. There is such a wealth of knowledge that you are sharing. It is just brilliant. I think the listeners will be transfixed because there's so much we can learn from you. What tools do you use that makes your work life easier? Um, Well, I'm not very good at technology. And so I probably don't use any of the tools that I can to make life easier. In fact, I probably make life harder for myself. So I think I need to learn some more things at some point. Um, So yeah, I probably don't do anything that makes it easier for myself, if I'm being honest. Um, I I go the long way around everything. I mean, yeah, Facebook Lives are great. Um, and I'm learning how to do Etsy so that it can make life easier. Uh, I'm not good at Instagram. Um, I find Instagram a, a difficult um, medium for me because it doesn't feel as tactile, perhaps, and as personal. Um And as much as people will bash Facebook, I adore it because my business exists because of Facebook. I'm connected to my family around the world, um, of which, you know, my family are all over the world. They're in Hong Kong, Spain, Italy, uh, Australia, uh, the Caribbean, and probably various other places that I've just forgotten to mention. You know, we have very small amount of family in this country and, and Facebook keeps us all connected. So I love it. I love it. So Facebook is what I use. Right. I mean, I, you know, I work with social media. Now, I think so many people have the wrong impression of how to use social networks because Everyone puts that their life is wonderful. They share all these wonderful things and they don't share when it's bad and it's horrible or and it gives a completely false reading as to what things are and what people are doing. Because I think Mm. half these people on social media, like when you say with Instagram, the influencers that are sharing something, if you were to see them in the street, they wouldn't be anything like what they're showing us because it's so photoshopped it's so tweaked to such an extent this isn't their lives and sometimes it worries me for the younger children because they've grown up with that that's all they've seen and they don't realize that it's complete load of rubbish most of it these people have made it up and yeah they put on themselves from this and it does and I'm the first to say, yes, I've worked with social media for very large corporations, but you need to know how to use it properly. And whatever you put out there, if it's incorrect, it's going to come back and bite you because people will know. And if you're not authentic, it's not going to work at all. And this is where when 
I engage with your posts, they are authentic. I connect to you because we resonate at the same level and you're the people that I want to be with. Whereas half these youngsters and the pressure that people put on themselves to be this perfect person and that perfect person doesn't exist. They're a fabrication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I am um, interestingly. I actually took a photograph last night. Someone shared it on Facebook, um, and I took a photograph to show my daughter um, for the reason: if she's fifteen years old, she's very, very beautiful, um, and she's got you know that figure that that everybody wants, and um, and she works hard for it, and she sees that figure on Instagram as well and hairstyles on Instagram and poses. And actually this is a, it was a model and, um, and she shared like one shot of her from the side that had the right lighting and the right, um, everything was just organized, right. And she just held her body at the right, whatever. And they took the photograph and it's absolutely immaculate. And then the next photograph is on, um is is there next to it but the curtains are drawn and the actual light is on rather than natural light and she sat in a slightly different position and you have to look really carefully to even see it's the same person and she said you know I've got cellulite I've got rolls I've got you know this this is my body and I'm fed up of people seeing me as as this perfect person because in reality this is taken five minutes apart. This is not at all. This is lighting. This is me knowing what position to put my body in to take this photo. And yet it's creating so much mental health issues amongst youth because we are putting these things out, not this. But anyway, yes. So it is, it's all, yeah. And I think that's why I find Instagram really difficult to engage with. Um, Whereas I find Facebook a lot easier. Um, but that's just that's just me that, that, that is fine and I can I can agree with you with that and a lot of corporate won't touch Instagram they still won't touch Instagram because they can't engage with their audience in the same way so that's for just a specific area and just what you and I are sharing maybe people will change when they come out of lockdown they will see a difference and mm. And they will see just how they engage in the future. I'm going to move on to the next question. Now, what would you have done differently in your life if you had known then what you know now? Not worry. I I had a um, massive breakdown. Um, I was very very unwell it was completely and utterly created by anxiety and um i was in a very bad way it was reactive it was completely reactive um and i think the the reason behind it is 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 a good reason um uh, long story very short my son got bitten by a bat in um orleans in France and the bat had rabies um, and obviously rabies is fatal and we had to come back to the UK very quickly uh, we came back that day uh, I had a, a friend who worked in um, tropical diseases and infectious diseases 
And so I, I spoke to her straight away and I said, look, my son's been bitten by a bat with rabies. Um, and, and we knew it had rabies because it was lying on the floor with a frothing mouth. And when we, um, when we called the guy over from the, in the cathedral in Orleans, um, he actually, he like picked it up and he went, you have to go straight to the hospital. This bat has rabies. And so, yeah, it was, it was, um, it was from that because then we had to go through this post rabies protocol where he had to have immunoglobulin. And, um, before they gave him the immunoglobulin, they warned me that there was a one in 250 chance that he may die from that injection. Um, and if he didn't die from that injection, then obviously there we had the next sort of eight weeks to see whether he would die of rabies or not. So, you know, we had to go through this protocol where we had to have vaccines every week. Um, and I'd never vaccinated my children before that point. So that was also bone of contention for me. I will skip over that. Um, so it was, it was a very, very difficult time of my life where I had eight weeks of not knowing whether he was going to develop rabies. Um, and what I did was rather than having complete trust that it was going to be okay, I fell to pieces. And I didn't just fall to pieces for that eight weeks, that three months. It was, I, I lost at least a year. Um, and it was really, really difficult to be any kind of functioning human um, during that time. And I, 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 I very, very easily could have just walked away from my family at that time. I, I felt no connection to life at all. Um, I still wanted to be alive, but I felt no connection to life. And I then developed this whole thing of, but I've let myself down. I let, let the children down. I've walked away from my, my path in life. I've, I've kind of, I, I became a complete shell. Um, and so if I could advise myself anything, it really is not to worry because, you know, bad things do happen, but maybe sometimes they can be okay. Um, and and to, it, I suppose it's the worry. The worry is what destroyed me. Um, it was a good, did a good job in, in doing damage to the rest of the family as well which I've then had to repair um, which is great and we're very blessed in in many ways in hindsight to have had that experience because my drive for life and for enabling other people to have a better life and for working with people with anxiety and helping people through that chronic anxiety I get it yeah you know i could i i didn't eat i used to stand there shaking because i couldn't i couldn't move through the next 10 seconds i didn't know how i was going to get through the next 10 seconds so i had to do things in three seconds um and 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 i had amazing i had an amazing hypnotherapist and psychotherapist and homeopath who got me through that time um and it did take a long time but that was okay. That was okay because there was a lot of then trauma from past life 
there was trauma from my childhood there was there was lots of stuff that actually within that year was all able to be healed and so in a strange way I'm grateful (laughs) for having had that experience even though you know talking about it I can get very emotional because I've never known fear like it I've I uh, I'm but I'm very I'm very grateful for the experience is because what it does now is I've got a really good understanding of of that kind of anxiety so yeah I would say not to worry not to worry because you know yeah we're just it's we're wasting energy we are wasting energy it's I mean, I didn't have the same story as you, but I think the people that have listened to my radio show, my second show, where I shared my negative event, that I turned it into a positive. When I look back to what we lived through, you don't realise how strong you are. Because for all that you're saying you're worrying, you got through, you got your whole family through that. And Mm. you came out the other side. And I can remember having to go to bed with an iron bar beside my bed. We used to have a baseball bat by our front door because we had so many threats to mine and my children's lives and being rapid response from the police. I'd open the door and there would be a gang of 15 people saying this abusive, horrid, horrid stuff to us. And I'm five foot two and there was just me and my two kids and there wasn't anyone else and everyone said oh yes we're come and we'll stand up to you but when it happened no one was there and I had to stand up to those people and you don't realize just what you're capable of until that happens and they all jump on the bandwagon where they don't know what they're talking about they don't know the facts or anything and I mean, these people put our address on the internet. We had to be taken to a safe house because they caused us so much trouble. And yes, when I look back, I wouldn't be the person I am now if I hadn't have gone through that. So yes, like you're saying, the worry, the stress, where your stomach goes into knots and you don't know what's going to happen next. But my God, I wouldn't, I would still, I would go through hoops and I'd do the same again if I thought. Mm. I, I, I said when I was on the podcast with Michelle, I said it has taught me, certain things in my life have taught me now, I will put myself in the way. If anyone's going to be hurt, I will put myself in their way and I will stop their hurt. I would rather take it myself mm-hmm. and help than actually do that and this is where it's the synchronicities the synergies how many things share in this and you can see why we've connected because there are so many things that we react in the same way Mm, mm, absolutely and I'm still getting goosebumps and there's things and like I hadn't touched on some of that for years and years and when I think about it yeah there's a certain box that I've closed off, but I know I wouldn't be the person I am now if I hadn't have had to go through that and stood up to people mm. and fought for what was right. 
and it it really does teach you just what you're capable of <laughs> yeah it does it does so moral of the story just don't worry yeah <laughs> yes definitely definitely <laughs> right now what would you say is your biggest challenge and why if we covered that have i lost track or no we haven't no, covered, that. We haven't covered that. it's it's technology technology because i've got you know the you you'll have noticed i've got like half a meg download speed or something where we are we're not going to get fiber apparently and if we want satellite it's going to cost us about 300 pounds a month or something so you know to come onto this call i've had to ask all my kids to get off their wi-fi so they're all you know so there's literally one device in our whole house on one wi-fi um my daughter with with college she's you know her reports come in today and you know like her lecturers have all sort of gone oh it's just a shame that you know the wi-fi is so bad so she couldn't upload all her work it's like oh my days (laughs) you know it's yeah so I think I've got a really big mental block with trying to even do things technologically because I know that my Wi-Fi can't support it. So I can't even upload photographs from my computer to the internet because the upload speed is is not good enough. So I actually have to pay for a really large amount of data so that I can actually do it on my phone. So if I can't do it on my phone, I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, biggest challenge is... (laughs) Wi-Fi and technology. But we'll work through that, I'm sure, from everything that's happening in the future. Yes, yeah, so and once you're doing your retreat and everything and going to the sanctuary, that will be all settled and you can have everything happening all at once and the connections and everything. Yeah, exactly. And that'll be something we'll have to look at, you know, is, is actually where, where we end up locating, is just making sure that we can... Um, that we can we can do it, but no, 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 no. Uh, okay, we're recording. Sorry, oh. that's my young man coming in to say hello. Hello. Um, but yeah, hello. So we, um, yeah, I need to make sure that we get somewhere with good internet. Right. Yes. Totally. Totally agree. Are you okay to carry on? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. I think we've got a few more minutes. We're all good. We're all good. Right. But then I will move on to the next question. But it's lovely. It's lovely to connect with your family as well. It really, really is. Now, how would you how do you want to be remembered? When I did this question, I've been told by a few people that it brings the ego in. Now, I didn't it didn't even cross my mind when I pulled this question out. But how would you want to be remembered? Um. Well, the starters, a massive wild flower bed to, to be on top of me um, so that the flowers can just just go on growing and just, you know, when people walk past, they smile. I kind of, I'm happy being remembered as, as like a colourful, quirky, you know, she was always herself. Yeah. You know, she always lived her own truth. She walked the beat of her own drum. I don't know, just just her own quirky, colourful self. Oh, that is wonderful. It really, really is wonderful. 
I'm going to move on to the next question. So as a child, what did you want to be and how close to that dream are you now? Well, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm living that dream. You know, that's, that's it. I wanted to be a homeopath and I'm a homeopath and, um, I've, I've been qualified seven, seven years this week. Um, I think seven years. And so 11 years I've been working with homeopathy, um, professionally because we, we started in the first year. So it was a four year, um, course. And yes, yeah, so I have, I've, I've I love homeopathy more now than I did when I started training. Um, it's, it's like breathing for me. I love it. I think about things on a homeopathic level, um, about matching vibrations and energy levels. And um, I just, even thinking of remedies can make me feel better um, sometimes. And I just, yeah, I'm really lucky. Really. No, I'm not lucky. Do you know what? I'm going to rephrase that. I've followed my path. I've created the dream. You know, I, I'm, I'm living my truth. You cool. know, it's not that I'm lucky. It's that I've created it. Uh, and that is absolutely perfect. I'm getting goosebumps as you're saying. That. <laughs> it's, it's your you're being true to your authentic self. And you can't ask yeah. anything more than that. And that's when you know you're doing, you're following your true vision because that's been your dream the whole way. You haven't deviated. You haven't needed to deviate because you fully understood and embraced what your true mission mm. is from the very beginning. And you've just gone right out and you've fulfilled it in every single aspect, which is wonderful. Yep. Absolutely. I'm going to move on to this next question. And this, this is a slightly selfish one of mine, I'm afraid, because I have a few things that I really love. And one of them is books. So I put this question in because then I get to see, I have all these wonderful suggestions that I can go out. If I haven't already read them, I can go and get these books. So Elle, can you name three titles of your favourite books and why you've chosen them, please? Oh, yes, I can. Um, so, um, Magic, there's, there's actually, it's a, it's a series of seven books. So it's Magic, Flight, Dark, Quest. Um, hang on, I've actually got it here because I actually took a photograph and sent it to someone who was looking for books for their children this morning. So it's Magic, Flight, Physic, Quest, Siren, Dark and Fire. It's a set of seven books written by the gorgeous Angie Sage. Um, now they're aimed at young people. However, um, because I love the world of magic and spirituality and all those sorts of things, this, this set of seven books for me was just, I'm, I'm going to reread them. I love them. I love them. And in one of the books, there's a cave of lapis lazuli. And, you know, I got completely lost in this cave of lapis. And um, I love I love these books so dearly. So, yeah, the Magic series by Angie Sage. Um, I also have another series of books. You'll probably be really surprised by my um, books. So it's called Dorothy Must Die. Um, and then it is The Wicked Will Rise. And then it, um, 
Oh, hang on. Um, so what am I reading now? I'm reading uh, Yellow Brick War. And then the last one is The End of Oz. So if anyone is a Wizard of Oz lover um, or Return to Oz lover, this is after Dorothy has taken control of Oz and what is happening in Oz. So it's witches and wizards and all of the wonderful creatures of Oz. And it's, it's, it's how the story unfurls. And I love it. Um, so yeah, those, that series there. And then the last book um, is called The Potato Factory. Um, now, I've forgotten who it's by, but I actually went on a bit of a pilgrimage to his house once, which is a bit naughty, isn't it? Um, but we were in his road, um, and so my family, um, were sent out to Australia in the, um, war, and, um, so I've always had a fascination with Australia. I've always had a fascination about people being sent over to Australia and things like that. And so this book, The Potato Factory, um, I don't know, I stumbled upon it. Bryce Courtney, it's the author is. And, oh, sorry, dog's just leaping off the bed. Um, so it's by Bryce Courtney. And that book, um, I read it. I think about 20 years ago. I want to say about 20 years ago. And it stayed with me, 1995. So yeah, I would have done. Um, and he lives in, in Sydney. And um, his son actually died of AIDS. And my auntie died of AIDS. And both of them were in Sydney. Um, and both of them um, contracted AIDS through incidents that were not their own fault. Um, and so his son and my auntie had connected and so I felt like a huge connection to this whole story um and yeah I absolutely fell in love with it so yeah uh, weird but I don't it's really difficult at the moment pal I don't read very much at the moment and that's really unusual for me because you know when I was nine years old I'd read the odyssey um and I was completely infatuated with history and I had to fill my brain with every um, non-fiction book I could find or, or, or anything about Greek mythology or Vikings. Um, you know, I was definitely working through my past lives at that point without realising it um, and trying to find where I fitted into this, to this life, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I used to read and read and read and that was all I used to do was just absorb myself in, in reading. Um, so at the moment, I don't read very much. Um, that book's been next to my bed for six months. I'm ashamed to say, really. Uh, I'd like to read more, but my head is so busy. Yeah. I'm actually, I, I, I don't find that I can sit down. Maybe I need to ground myself a bit more. Um, <laughs> I don't find that I have enough space to sit and read or I don't have enough want to sit and read at the moment uh, I can connect with all of that because yes I say it's my passion but like you I'm so excited at what I'm building my reading practice 
isn't half as strong as it used to be. Yes, I'll listen to a lot of things on Audible, but if it's something I really need to concentrate on and I'm doing something else, I know us women can multitask wonderfully, but if you need to concentrate on something, it's not the same. And so I'm spending more time on the meditation and listening. So yes, I'm thinking that's maybe once lockdown is over and we feel more comfortable, we might have more time to go back to the reading piece. But everything shared, it's that first series, I'm sure my daughter has got that. Now, my love of books has gone over to my daughter and she's got books and books and books. And my niece, I can remember, she sent me the most gorgeous card to say thank you because I always say she's my favorite niece and I'm her favorite auntie and I bought her the twilight books and it was it actually got her into reading and she sent me this wonderful Mm -hmm. card saying thank you you taught me how to love to read and how to enjoy books and that it was so I mean I've got goosebumps again because it was so she's so special and to see that connection with those books and the magic and everything. And you talk about Oz. Here's me, my, my guilty pleasure when I do binge watch, I would watch Supernatural and I will watch it again and again because I get, because there's some pretty nice characters in there. But when they talk, <laughs> when they talk about Oz and they go to Oz and they say, when you said that, that's the first thing that went through my mind from the books you're reading and the background from the supernatural side and where it had gone through from ancestors and they'd worked on it with the men wow. and everything. And I'm thinking, yes, it's, but you see, that's sometimes my guilty pleasure. But if I wasn't watching Supernatural, I might be reading a bit more, but you don't get quite the same enjoyment sometimes of what you're <laughs> <laughs> most certainly not <laughs> right where shall I right I will move on to this next question this is I'm absolutely absolutely loving this the amount you've shared and everything who would you say are your key influencers and why Ooh. um Okay, this is a bit of a soppy one, I suppose. Um, but I suppose my husband... Um, oh, God, that's going to make me all emotional. Um, he's just come home from work, actually. Because he is literally, like, the nicest person on the planet. He is the most... He is just... He just is so... He's so wonderful. Um he's so good his his whole world revolves around me and the kids and 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 making sure we're all happy he'll come home from work and I know this it's not these things that make it different but he never thinks about his needs first it's always he'll come home from work and he is an incredible dad whatever the kids uh wanting to do you know he'll been manual working all day and then off he'll go he'll take a kid off to the bike park or you know if I said to him right um the grass needs cutting or you know he'll come home and he'll do the dishwasher he got up every morning 
Um, I'm not great in the morning. So he gets up every morning and does all the, all the morning stuff, all the dogs and all the kids in the mornings. He just, so he influences me in the fact that he, he guides me in being selfless and just never needing any, anything for it or any, any, um, he doesn't do it for thanks. Yeah. He does it because he chooses to do it. And I think that's a really beautiful thing. He's just a really beautiful human being. And um, don't get me wrong, he's had his, he, he has his tam- temper tantrums and his moments and things like that. But, you know, he, he influences me because he continually helps me strive to be a better person, if that makes sense. Um, so I'll say him. Um, and then I'm actually going to say my daughter, um, because again, her, she, she is incredible. Her, her challenge, her fight, um, to be where she is now is, is phenomenal and she hasn't given up and she's carried on. Um, so my daughter influences me because she is, um, that's that's my husband just walking in um i just said that you influence me you you're you're one of my good influences because you're so you um so yes and yeah so then but then sort of if we're gonna look out into into the the big wide world maybe um i would say crumbs and I know this is going to sound really strange because you spoke about her earlier, but Madonna is a huge, someone who I would look up to. Like, I don't actually really like her music at all. Um, there's not really much I connect with with her music other than the fact that it's played in clubs when I used to go clubbing and things like that. I'm not like a, a Madonna fan. I'm a fan. And, and Kylie, you know, these are women who have just always shown the world who they are at that moment and been proud of it and whatever controversy is around them they've stayed true to who they are maybe they haven't stayed true to who they are but the 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 outside world shows that you know they they can be they can be good oh okay so I've just thought of two India Ari she is actually my biggest um, India Ari, if people don't know who she is, she is an um, uh, American, African-American musician. And she writes the most beautiful music. Um, it's, it's very uplifting. Um, her last two albums were called um, Songversation, um, which is uh, all about um, healing songs. And then the next album was called Worthy. And her songs are affirmations. And I sing her songs in the shower and she, I found her music when I was 18 um, and she, she's come all the way through with me. So India Ari's soul is who I, I really connect with. Um, yeah. So her, and the queen, I love the queen. I really, really, um, as much as everyone else has got other things to say about the Queen, I love the Queen, and the Queen loves homeopathy, and so does Prince Charles, and um, and I don't think any of the royals uh, don't love homeopathy, and we wonder why the Queen and Prince Philip are so healthy and do so well. It's because 
they have a, a homeopath. Um, and um, yeah, so I love the Queen. <laughs> um, you know, whatever other people think, I love, I love her. I just, I think she's great. I was really fortunate and got to meet her a few years ago. Um, she came down to Exeter on her, um, one of her Jubilees, Golden Jubilee, I want to say. And, um, oh, has my sound gone? Was it okay? No, no, I can still hear you. No, okay. Sorry. Yep. Um, and, um, and I, I went down to school and the kids were all at school and I went into the headmistress and I said, I'm taking the kids out of school because the Queen's coming to Exeter. Did you know? And she went, yes, I do. I went, I'm taking the kids to go and meet the Queen. And she went, there's going to be thousands of people there. I went, I don't care. We're going to meet the Queen. I'm, come on, kids. Come on. As you come to school, we're going to meet the Queen. And um, we got there and there was like thousands and thousands of people. And we... I, I, I sort of decided we'd go this back way into walking to where the Queen would be. And we came across all the police barricades. And um, they were like, you can't go this way because this is the Queen's entrance. You have to go all the way around. So I was like, yeah, but there's thousands of people that way. We won't, you know, I've got my little kids with me. They won't see. And they went, I'm really sorry, love, but, you know, you're going to have to go that way. And then I looked around at Phoenix and Phoenix was shaking. I was like, what's the matter, Phoenix? Are you all right? He went, mum, I'm hypo because he's type one diabetic. Um, and he must have been only eight years old at the time, I'm, I'm thinking. And he was like, mum, I'm hypo. And I went, all right, sweetheart, right, just sit down and we'll, we'll you know, we'll, so I turned around to the police officer and I said, look, is it okay if we just rest here for a minute? Because he's hypo, he's diabetic, he's hypoglycemic. We just need to test his numbers and bring him up. He went, I can do better than that. He said, I'll take you somewhere safe. He took us to where the Queen was coming in and out. So we actually got to meet the Queen. Oh, oh that is absolutely wonderful. Wonderful. And for all your influencers, when you say your husband and your daughter, you are their influencers. You influence all of us because you are so, so, so strong. You are so special. And this this is why so many people connect with you, because you are a shining light that we all see. You are fantastic. You truly are. The whole screen has lit up the whole time you've been sharing your story. And you, you bring out the best of everyone. You are absolutely wonderful. When I first saw you being interviewed on Serenity, look at that connection we made. We've known each other so many times before, I'm sure of it. You are such a special, special person. And I've got, I've got starting from my head right the way down, it's going up and down my back. And that's my guides telling me that everything I'm saying is the truth. Because you are so very, very special. Oh, thank you. So are you. That was the thing is, I hadn't, I, you were the first interview that I'd, I'd caught. And I sort of just went, oh, I love this lady straight away because of how, what you were speaking about at that, that moment was just like, yes, bringing business into, you know, the law of attraction and, and how you were talking about it. I think you were saying something about going on long train journeys um, and you were you were going into Westminster or something like, or did I dream that? No, no, um, I, yeah, that's what I was doing. Yes. Yeah, 
And and I just thought, my goodness me, this this woman's got it. She's got it. But yes. It is, and like when you say about the Queen, I've never been that close, but because I work in Westminster and the work I do, I go up and down the mall quite a bit. So I've I've seen Princess Anne a few times going from Buckingham Palace. And you see that and you get but it, for me, it's all the MPs. I've met every single one of them that are on telly because I've had to work with their teams. And so you see different things. I walked through um, Parliament Square the last time everything kicked off. It was happening just as I walked through. And you suddenly wow. realise that's when you know you're being looked after because mm. I was okay. But it's mm. when, when you see all those things is it is, is mm-hmm. and we've so, gone I'm, quite I'm yeah yes yes so it does it just you are very very special you really oh, are. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to move on to we've only got a few questions left because I do I am aware that I'm taking you away from your lovely wonderful family so you must thank them for me for oh that's all right <laughs> it's then they're all right for a minute <laughs> now this one this is my longest question so I have to take a great big deep breath sometimes I do wonder why I think of all these questions <laughs> If you could share a great meal with anyone, alive or dead, what would the meal be and who would it be with? Oh, that's so easy. Um, It would be with, and this is probably really, 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 um, oh God, I would would have a meal with with Lagatha, um, who is a Viking who was... um, the wife of Ragnar Lothbrok um, and she was a massive um, whether she's mytholo- mythological or not there's there's various you know she, she they think she's real but maybe not um, so it would it would be with her it would be with or with a Viking queen um, because and it would be I would I would have their I would have whatever they they were having on their banquet I would have a Viking feast uh, and I would just spend time learning and enjoying the power of, of you know, womanhood back in prehistoric times and learning that, you know, um, learning about how to, to in, in that world of, oh, goodness me, I didn't realise I was quite so uh, woman-orientated. But I just think... Um, yeah I, that's taken me by surprise I have to say it's just that whole thing of you know the the empowered feeling of being you know because she was one of the first ones to become the earl and then the queen and and that that's really important because it's rising above um belief systems okay so this now makes sense to me yeah. <laughs> See, I'm just as I'm I'm speaking as you know because you've asked me the question so I'm speaking as I I'm I'm thinking and then I'm like well why am I thinking this but it's rising above belief systems and it's being true to who her, her fictional character is or her her real character is so on the same on the same sort of linear line you know the reason we went to Orleans in France where my son got oh pardon me bitten by the bat 
was because I wanted to go to the burial ground of Joan of Arc. Um, because I'm a history, I'm a history fanatic. Love history, uh, and so I wanted to go and connect with Joan, you know, Joan of Arc. Because again, she's one of these women who fought against belief systems and and came through to be true to her systems and her want of making making a better world and creating a better world. Because that's what she was following. Um, so yeah, I'd probably go and uh, and and hang out and chat with some some pretty epic women from from history. Oh, that is wonderful, wonderful. And as you're speaking about that, it's like again that feeling. It's that ancestral tie that we have that goes back to those strong women that we see that have been influencers and that have achieved so much. And yeah, and actually, I didn't. Yeah, and I didn't realise until you you sort of asked me that that actually like these these characters from history are huge influences, and you know they're strong women. The other one that I was thinking was Queen Elizabeth the First um, or Mary Queen of Scots, either or. Not bothered. Um, happily sit and have a chat with them um, as well, you know. And I actually, I clearly I clearly have got a little bit of a, a, a empowerment for the women going on without realizing it but but that is brilliant and I think that's what gives you your drive as well and this is where and with the listeners so many people that connect with you they connect with you because you are their influencer (laughs) you are the person who have such a fantastic presence about you and it's- I love men as well. I'm not. I'm not manist. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, that is, is absolutely, absolutely wonderful. And I'm so glad you've said that you will come back and do other shows because there's so much that we can learn from you. I'm going oh, to move on. You. I'm going to move on to the last two questions. But what I'll do is I'll pull them together because this is okay. where we get to hear so much about you this is your chance to shout from the rooftops everything you do where we can connect with you because there's going to be a lot of people that want to connect with you after this now can you tell us what services what services or items do you offer for your clients or customers and do you have any special offers on at present that they can grab okay so i offer um telephone or zoom um homeopathic consultations uh we the first the first quick phone call is just a little catch up and hi what are you looking for you know what would you like help with that sort of really informal quick do they connect with me um scenario if they'd like to go ahead and make an appointment then the first appointment is about 90 minutes to two hours where I ask an awful lot of questions. Um, and so, and then there's also follow-ups that I offer, which are about 35 to 40 minutes that I normally recommend about six weeks after the first appointment. 
um, you don't have to, you can just have one appointment or you can have just buy remedies. So I also offer remedy top ups and remedies. So like some big companies like Ainsworth's and Helios, um, you can buy remedies, homeopathic remedies from them. I also have an apothecary and I have over 400 remedies in stock, um, but I, I can get any remedy that there is. And I send out remedies so anyone can put an order together of whatever they would like if they know what remedies or we can have a chat and work out what remedies they need. Um, I do, I'm looking at doing some online workshops. I've not been great with the technology thing, as I said. So that's, that's the thing moving forwards. So part of serendipity, comma, mind, body, soul on Facebook um at the moment i've got lots of sales for crystals and i've just this morning um got a massive delivery of ethical well-being um exciting things i'm leaving it at that because i can't remember all the things that that arrived um sun catchers wind chimes all sorts of salt lamps like gorgeous things loads of gorgeous gorgeous things but they're all ethical everything's fair trade everything is um sourced responsibly i don't use fancy packaging because i use recycled packaging and i reuse program for terracycle or, or, or i partner with terracycle um and i have over over four thousand people as part of my recycling scheme um where i every once a fortnight um at the moment from home put lots of boxes out the front and everyone can recycle unrecyclables so crisp packets biscuit wrappers chocolate wrappers pringles cans just you name it makeup um gloves uh deodorants like anything that can't go in your normal recycling i run a massive recycling program for that as well um reiki i do reiki um crystals did I say crystals yeah I'm doing crystals at the moment oh my serendipity subscription box um launching the next one of those on Sunday this Sunday so this won't go out this Sunday but it will be launched by the time this goes out so the first box was a really good success that was the root chakra and so the second box going out is the sacral chakra um and it's all about um, working with that chakra and unblocking it, healing it, or if it is already unblocked, it's just working with it and um, using the energy and harnessing the energy from that chakra. Um, so it's sacral chakra, the next one. So they're 20 pounds plus delivery. Um, and so that I've got going on. What else? We've got the radio show. Um, there's other things. Well, so in my in my little hub in in Serendipity itself, the tarot workshops are back on. Psychic development starts next week. Um, we've got hypnotherapists back. So there's people sort of start. Oh, counsellors are back as well. So there's there's sort of work starting to unfurl back at Serendipity. Um, so yeah, I think that's everything. It's it's absolutely wonderful. <laughs> And to the listeners, you can see just how special this lady is and so much that you offer. I know there's going to be so many people reaching out and we will add all those links on the description to the podcast. We will add all those links so you can go straight through 
uh, straight through to serendipity to connect to Elle and to see exactly where you can work with her. And what she does is just fantastic. And like you said, the crystals, I'm like a kitty in a sweet shop when I look at all these and I'm always saying to her, oh, can I have this? Can I have this? Because they are absolutely wonderful. And the citrine that I bought from Elle, I've shared it via video. It almost went viral when I shared it because everyone was saying how fantastic the quality is. Ah, and, it's and gorgeous. It is. It is. It's absolutely wonderful. So, I actually had this big order arrive last night and I, I, I'd actually I'd chosen two, two crystals and I thought I've worked really hard. I'm actually going to have these. These guys are going to come and live with me. And I sold them last night. <laughs> I couldn't resist. Like two two people like, oh my goodness, I love that, I love that. And these ladies, I really love these ladies. They're really gorgeous, gorgeous ladies. And they both like connected with these these two different pieces. And I was like, yeah, okay, they're they're for you. I can get other bits, they're for you, you know, because I just I love I love every I love everybody. Like I love connecting with everybody. It's that's that's the addiction to the job, isn't it? It's just it's knowing that 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 joy is gonna be passed on. This is absolutely fantastic. And it just leaves me to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. It has been such a pleasure. And you have shone shone throughout this interview. You have so much knowledge, so much wonderful knowledge. And I am so grateful that you've also agreed to come back so we can hear even more. But thank you, Elf. Thank you for being such a wonderful, wonderful guest. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you for having a platform where you're sharing all these people, um, where we can all you know work together and we can all learn from each other and we can all build this gorgeous community i just think you know this is this is part of what you're creating isn't it is this this network of of people who are genuinely in this world to support and enhance and i think you know you're doing a magic job thank you thank you Thank you for listening to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast. We hope you have enjoyed the content shared. Please share with others who would like to enjoy these interviews and discussions. If you would like to support the podcast, please follow the link in the episode description. If you want to be a guest on the show, reach out and let's discuss next steps. Until the next time, enjoy your listening.